Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family-owned and operated, a no-pressure, laid-back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas-owned, Arkansas-operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, I was opening up the show this morning. It's usually Alabama-Arkansas football that gets me going. But this this basketball game in Tuscaloosa, it's it's definitely circled on everyone's calendar tomorrow. It's going to be must-watch, I think. And uh, I know Razorback fans are excited about it, and they should be. It's going to be a, uh, it's a big game. It's a big game for both teams, and it's a big game for the landscape of the league and the tournament and uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's, there's as is the case with every game in the league tomorrow, uh, there's a lot on the line. Boy, everyone watching in College Station's rooting for the Razorbacks. I'm sure they are. They I don't. would imagine America's pulling for the Razorbacks <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, to be know, very honest. But, yeah, A&M, I mean, regardless of what's happened this week, A&M would be pulling for the Razorbacks, that's for sure. Yeah, they got, uh, this would certainly help their bid to be the outright conference champion, and you feel like with the with the way the trend lines are going, I mean, and a lot can happen between Wednesday night's game and, and Saturday as far as refocused, regrouped, all that for Bama. But uh, you, you like Arkansas's chances a lot better the way they struggled at South Carolina. Well, I like Arkansas's chances better because of the way Arkansas has been playing. And I think that, you know, I don't know what Alabama is going to be like. I, I have no idea. Um, you know, um, we'll just have to see how that part unfolds tomorrow. But I think Arkansas, uh, they can control what they do. I think the Razorbacks can control that. And I think that psychologically, um, just in terms of their personnel, uh, the, the things that are out there as possibilities now, all that's changed yeah. over the last week. And I think there's a, there's a level of confidence now that we didn't see even seven days ago. I think Clay brought this up yesterday. I think it's interesting. You'll have a feel before the rest of us. What is the mood and atmosphere going to be like there? Is there will their fans show up in big numbers like you expect? Will there be any booing amongst the home fans, or will it be full unbridled support by Alabama fans with all that's unfolded this week? I, I suspect the latter. I don't suspect that there'll be any problems in, in their own gym, but uh, that that will be an interesting element tomorrow. Yeah, and I mean, it's, uh, um, you know, the eyes of college basketball are going to be on Coleman Coliseum tomorrow. And there is going to be, you know, uh, the undercurrent, so to speak. And, um, you know, I'll be very honest with you. It's, it's um, you know, I'm just now kind of really turning my attention to the game itself. And I'm embarrassed to say that with all the other stuff that's been going on this week. I would imagine, just to be very honest, and, and I don't, you know, I don't know, what to think about this, but I would imagine the two largest ovations from the crowd will be for Nate Oates and Brandon Miller. I, I, I don't really have any doubt about that. Is that a commentary on Alabama and their well, fans? It's a comma. Well, I just think it's a commentary on, 
hey, we could go on from now till noon about, you know, what all that has happened this week means. But, um, you know, I think they, they're living in their bubble right now. They're living in their bubble. And I don't think they understand how the outside world is viewing them. And I don't think they care. Um, you know, there's, uh, there's been an absence, in my mind, of the decent people this week. And, um, you know, we're not talking about that woman anymore. You know, nobody's talking about her anymore. And, um, but, you know, I also understand that by the time the game tips off tomorrow, it's a very important game. And that's been what's so odd this week about it is that, you know, we all as human beings have to balance our emotions on this, you know, and then there's also a game to play, you know, and we're for our team and they're for their team. And that's, you know, how it's, how it's going to unfold tomorrow. But, no, I, I would um, – I think there's enormous pressure. I would suspect that there's enormous pressure on Alabama right now. I thought Nate Oates post game at South Carolina looked. I mean, that was a scared. There was one scared adult right there, and um, he was ready to get out of there. And I thought he looked sheepish at best, uh, and embarrassed at worst. And um, you know, so I'm sure all this is going to affect their basketball team. There's no way it can't. But it didn't affect Brandon Miller the other night. I mean, I don't <laughs> – that may be the biggest commentary of all. But uh, certainly didn't affect him when they played South Carolina. And, again, I, I, would expect, um, I would expect him to play a great game because he's a great player, and that's what great players do. But, you know, Arkansas has got some really good players too. And Nick Smith's a great player. They've got other great players. And um, I know the focus is going to be on Alabama, and it's hard for even us not to focus on Alabama. But um, this is about, from an Arkansas perspective, this is about the Razorbacks. They can't control any of that. And that's what I was going to lead into. The national story is going to be about Brandon Miller, Nate Oates, and this Bama basketball team, what they're going through. But from our vantage point, not just as radio hosts, but as our listeners, it's what you've been offensively the last two games. Nick didn't shoot the best against Florida, but we know he went off against Georgia. I just think that now that they're starting to get into a rhythm, even Ricky Council goes off, that should be what Arkansas fans are focused tomorrow on tomorrow is the ceiling of your basketball team and what it could be. Because I think a lot of fans here, from what I'm talking, they're pretty confident heading into tomorrow into Tuscaloosa. Well, Nick, coming back changes things. And I think people are of the hope that, you know, perhaps Alabama's reeling a little bit. I think the fan in you you know, hopes, hopes that. Um, but this is going to be a most unusual day tomorrow, I'm sure. And, um, you know, I'm also certain that, you know, the Arkansas players and their, you know, as a team focus, you know, they're going to be focused on what they're doing. And that's really all you can do in this situation. Um, we've all found out this week that we have no control over this. No one has any control over this. Um, the decent people are being silent, and uh, they're sitting back and letting them do whatever they want. Yeah, you know, and you don't have any control over that. I, you know, we always talk about it takes a day or two to kind of settle in on how you really feel. I, I've kind of just come to the conclusion that Brandon Miller probably towed the line of what's illegal, but that doesn't change the difference between right and wrong. And, you know, the, clearly the standard with him because of the player he is is going to be legal or illegal. And at this point, there's been no charges brought, so that's good enough for the people in administration there. But I think it'd be you'd, you'd be hard to be a decent person and to hear what we've heard from police testimony and not to think that, hey, what Brandon Miller did was wrong. 
while it may not be legal, clearly wrong. Two things can be true in this situation. One being we don't care about this if it's the last guy on the bench or if it's a guy that's seldom playing whatsoever, just an Alabama student. Another thing that can be true is that he is given certain circumstances because of the stature that he is right now. And I think well, there's that, no doubt about that. And that's that, that's I, true in a lot of walks of life, though. Yes. And well, but in those situations, we're not talking about murder. I mean, we're not talking about murder. We're not talking about you gave the gun to someone and but for or you know, but for that fact, that woman would probably still be alive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you can't correlate this with the guy in the office that sells the most product who gets to take more days off than anybody else. You can't correlate this with a great basketball player who got a DUI the week before the game. You can't correlate any of that with this. There's nothing to compare it to. You can't compare it to everyday life. You just can't. Alabama is banking on the fact that, and it'll probably work, Alabama's banking on the fact that they're going to play two or three games. Brandon Miller's going to be back. Nobody with any authority beyond the AD and the coach will ever talk about it. The SEC is going to be silent on it. And two or three games from now, after hearing only the media talk about this, they're banking on fans saying, okay, enough with the righteous indignation. Enough with all this. I'm so tired of hearing about this. That's what they're banking on. So is it a fail, uh, failure on Greg Sankey's part not to step in here and do something about it? Is that a failure of leadership for him to not, in this case, do something? I hesitate to say failure of leadership, but I wonder where he is. Um, I don't think that there, and again, we all live in a bubble. We live in a bubble, and we think what's happening in our world and the views of the people around us, we think that's the views of the rest of the world, and it's not. This is a stain. It's a stain on the SEC, whether people want to admit it or not. It's a stain on everybody. It's a stain on college athletics. No matter what Alabama does the rest of the season, outside of the state of Alabama, it's not going to be tainted. It's going to be soiled. And um, they can win every game the rest of the way and blow the field away and win the national championship. And the only place it's not going to be soiled is inside that mm-hmm. state. You, you bring up that. I want to read an excerpt from AL.com. This is from Joseph Goodman's piece. He interviewed Jamia Harris's stepfather, Kelvin Hurd. When you said stained, he said this season is stained in Jamia's blood. After what the coach said for us as a family, this season is stained in the blood of Jamia Harris. And it's not ever washing out. Well, he's right, and I don't know that the people in positions of authority, because of the bubble in which they live, I don't think they understand that that's the way the public views this. I don't think they understand that. Um, Decent people have had their faith in the entire model shaken this week. I mean, they have, and that's going to bleed over into everything. But I don't believe they understand that. And they are banking on the fact that we're going to get tired of this over the next week or two. We'll come back to more of this. It's 642 this morning. We're going to talk a little baseball. Our baseball expert, Scott Tabor, joins us in just a second. We're brought to you by Matchstick Studios. If your business 
needs a great-looking website for new leads, new customers to find your product or service. Our friends at Modular Orange and Matchstick Studios can create one for you in just a few weeks. No waiting months and months and months on end for someone that your cousin's roommate knows to get it done. And it's only $95 a month. And to to make you feel even more assured, you're going to get a great-looking site with everything you need and done on time. They're not going to ask you to pay one penny of that $95 a month until your site's up, live, and loaded in the way you like it. 479-755-3043 is their number. Or find more details online at modularorange.com. Morning, Tabes. What's going on, man? Same old. Same old. Another day in paradise. Another day in paradise. <laughs> you going to be in Bob Walker this weekend? Uh, not going to make it. We were out of town last weekend. We were down in, in uh, Arlington last weekend. Uh, that, that trip, that was a great trip. Fantastic trip. So we're not going to make it over this weekend. So they get two and one last weekend. Uh, you had a good showing from Hagen Smith. You had a good showing from Hunter Holland. Not so much from Will McIntyre. What did you see from him last weekend? And, and what are you expecting out of him on Saturday? Hagen Smith or McIntyre? McIntyre. <laughs> you know, he was not that far off from having a great outing. He had a couple of bobbles in the infield that hurt him, and he depends on great defense behind him. And he also depend, depends on himself carrying his load. And nobody really talks about the fact that had a little play at first base that would have got him out of the jam. Uh, he he hesitated. You know, as a pitcher, you never hesitate and watch the infielder depending on him to be able to pull that play off because, you know, you don't know how fast the runner is and involved the right side. You break and you go until uh, until you, until everything stops. And so he, he missed that play himself, and I know he's kicking himself for, for doing that because that's something you work on daily. Scott, you win the two in Arlington, then you come back and you got Grambling, a, a game everyone's expecting, a big win, maybe the run rule being put in place, and Arkansas has to fight for their life to win that home opener. Um, walk us through that, and, and was Grambling just undervalued, or was Arkansas still trying to get over a, a successful weekend in Arlington? Why did Monday, or why did uh, Tuesday play out the way it did? Well, they just got through facing pitchers that were, were throwing – what you expect to see anymore is, you know, 90 plus great breaking balls and every run they bring in is a great arm and blah, blah, blah. And, and they faced a kid that's hard to hit. who's a, a true pitcher. He didn't have great velocity. He had two or three breaking pitches. He moved it around. Uh, most importantly, he changed speeds and pitching is the part of the game that is, is relative. Everything's relative to your fastball. Okay. You, you throw a 78 mile an hour fastball, you go, we're going to kill this guy. But if you're throwing it at the knees on the black, every time with just a little movement. Now he throws a changeup. It's 68. It matter. I don't know the miles. I don't know how hard he was throwing, but, but relative to your fastball in the same motion, you, you can't lock in on it. And a pitcher, a pitcher like that depends on you not being able to get locked in on anything. Now you hit it. You just don't hit it, hit it on the nose, you know, and, and, uh, it, that's, that's called pitching contact. You depend on the rest of your team to, contribute and do their part and all of a sudden it's six inning and you're up five runs hey uh scott i heard bubba say on the broadcast during the game against grambling what they need to do is put a bunch of pitchers out there to hit they could rake on that guy they might not be able to run the bases but they could rake on him because hitters i mean it is like you say i, I mean every day in practice you know this better than any of us but i mean every day in practice you're facing 90 95 and um you know you come into the game and somebody told me that the um, that 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 the highest that any of their pitches were were eighty two miles per hour, and I mean, it just changes everything. 
It does. Uh, I tell you, if you want to see something funny, you ought to watch a big leaguer trying to hit a slow pitch softball. <laughs> it's the funniest thing because the ball's changing planes the whole time, which is what a good breaking ball does. You know, so it's it's just like that. You know, a guy throwing a big loopy curveball, and even in the big leagues, you'll see it. You'll see it. Most of them generally left-handed. They'll throw a great big loopy for curveball, and it's seventy-three miles an hour, and this guy should be killing it. It's only seventy-three miles an hour, but it's coming straight down. You know, and it's uh, it's biting and it's coming straight down. So it's not the the velocity of the pitch as much as the bite up and how quick it's going down. And so you have to put the ball on that plane. That's why a flat breaking ball is is easy to hit, or a fastball that doesn't doesn't sink is easy to hit because you just get the bat on the plane and let the bat do the right. The rest of the, the rest of the work on that. Hey, one thing about you know playing three games this weekend and. Um, you know, there's a day-to-dayness to baseball, and, and, you know, again, as someone who's played at the level you've played, you know this better than anyone, but I've always believed that early on it's hard to, it's hard for a team to get into a rhythm until you get on into the season a little bit, and, um, you know, there's sometimes there's two or three days between games, the weather's not always great, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes early in the season, but... You know, I just when I looked at the pieces over the weekend, you know, once you get into the day to dayness of the season, I mean, it it they've got some guys there that are pretty good. They do, uh, and you know, they talked about the depth, and that's something that they just built and built and built and built, and and this is the part of the season we talked about it last week. It's it's like the early part of the basketball season. Mus has to figure out what he's got. He knows from film and from practice, the talent is there, but you have to find out where it's going to fit and if it's going to perform once it gets on the field. Pitchers are the same way. Got to run a lot of people out there. And that's what these midweek games, these early games are for. Uh, you know, a guy that you know is not going to start in the SEC may start. I mean, he can maybe come in the first guy uh, out of, the, out of the, the bullpen. Now, you don't know he's not going to start in the SEC because you haven't gotten to see him, you know, when he, when he actually gets out there on the stage. And so, uh, you know, look at Jason Jones. He got a shot to come in. Callie was just, gosh, I just kept waiting to see him hit. You know, we were in the box, and uh, Bill Bakewell had watched him play. Had watched him hit the ball a few times. He said, guy just rakes. You know, last week I think he had four home runs in inner squad. But that's inner squad, where everybody knows everybody knows everybody. Uh, and hitting against, uh, hitting against somebody that your buddy's with is different than hitting against somebody out there that, that may put one in your ear. Well, not anymore. They can't do that, but. It's just a little bit different. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, you know, if Cali gets going, and we all know how that goes, you know, with hitters, uh, all of a sudden somebody gets hot and he's got some pop. You know, make no doubt about it. He's got some serious pop. It's just he's got to find his spot and find his rhythm. So it's it's always early. And you say that every year, it's early. And you can lose these midweek games, look around the league, look around the nation. Uh, you know, you see, hey, Central Arkansas will be Vanderbilt. Who would ever see that coming? You know, it's and it's not because they're a better team overall. Uh, just that day, they had they had a day. The pitcher had a day, and their hitters did some things right. But Vanderbilt. It, it's a more of a credit to UCA than it is to Vanderbilt. So it's like those are games you, you hate to lose. Uh, it's not the end of the world if you do lose them, but it was great to see them come back the other day. I, I was listening to it. I never had a doubt they'd come back. It was. Uh, it was <laughs> just took their time. They just took their time. Scott, we'll leave it there this morning. Former Razorback, 1979 College World Series pitcher Scott Tabor joins us every Friday at 640. Scott, thanks, man. Enjoy the weekend. You bet. All right. Scott Tabor with us here 
on the Morning Rush. We're brought to you by Burton Pools and Spas. They built over 12,000 in-ground pools and above-ground pools over the last 40-plus years. They've installed 8,000 hot tubs. These are the people that you can trust. They're their customer families, more than 20,000 homes strong. So these are people you know will be there for you. Preseason specials, fiberglass in-ground pools up to $7,000 off. Vinyl finished pools at last year's pricing. Plus, they'll include a free saltwater system as a free upgrade for your pool. Stop in at Burton Pools and Spas, Springdale, and in Fort Smith, and always online at BurtonPools.com. Speaking of pitchers, have you guys seen that Mississippi State kid that throws 90-plus switch pitcher? Yep. Creighton had a guy that did this years ago. I think he played for Creighton. And, um, yeah, every once in a while, something like this happens. You know, I was reading where, um, Ty, I don't know if you remember Billy Wagner, one of the great relievers for the Astros. He threw, like, 90-plus left and right. He only threw left in the games. But um, most of these guys, and I say most like there's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's rare, but it's happened before. Um, they'll go to their natural side if they play beyond college. But um, in college, I mean, it's, uh, hey, I mean, gosh, what, a, what an athletic feat. Yeah, I mean, we see switch hitters all the time, but can you imagine someone like a golfer, like Tiger Woods, you know, going to hit a right-handed driver off the tee and a left-handed seven iron yeah. to the green? I mean, that I mean, it would be kind of like that. I mean, Tommy, well, you I can train your muscles to do it. You no. can train your muscles to I do can't. it. You can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I, I mean, anyone could, but it's it, it's just constant repetition. And yeah. uh, but 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 you're always going to have a more natural side. There are lots of switch hitters in baseball. Their power, they, they, you know, they, they, they may be a natural right-handed hitter, mm-hmm. but you look at the numbers at the end of the year, sometimes their average and such is better from the other side. So you can, uh, I mean, you can, you can train your body to do that. I can't, but there are those who can. <laughs> hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore. He's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So I want to re- bring on Pat Smith in just a sec. But before we do that, I want to go to back to the article from Joseph Goodman of AL.com that I referenced in hour number one. Have you guys gotten a chance to read that yet? I did, yes. Okay. So, Tommy, it is about uh, Jamia Harris's stepdad, who he ends up interviewing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty powerful, pretty story. I would encourage anyone, if you have not read it, to do so. And there are several quotes in here that are definitely... Some of them are very powerful. About, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, Kelvin Hurd said, Brandon Miller is knee-deep in this situation no matter how they want to spin this. We trust the DA and the work and what they're doing right now. Um, Hurd has reached a conclusion on this season. When I talked about the season and being stained in Jamia's blood earlier, I mean, it, it, how could a family member not feel that way? Mm-hmm. How could a, a a parent or a grandparent not feel that way? How I can only yep. imagine the emotions they would feel knowing someone that if they hadn't followed through on driving their vehicle there that had the gun in it that night, their family member's still alive. I, I honestly think they're probably showing restraint. Yeah, with these comments, it, if you want to know the truth, he said they when they prayed at practice, they weren't playing for. Jamia, they were praying for their own players. So, I mean, he was, Kelvin was very, very outspoken on this whole situation. It gets really, it's a really powerful piece. I would encourage you to read AL.com. I mean, is there anything wrong that he says in this piece, Chuck? You read it. Is there anything you disagreed with at all? Well, you know, I'm not as close to that situation, obviously, as he is. No, I, I, I think there's, well, frankly, I'm just glad that somebody wrote about the victim's family, you know, most of the media people, and this is kind of what's frustrating to me, media people tend to focus on the story, as in, um, you know, Alabama's lost control of the narrative, or I can't believe that Oates was not better prepared, um, you know, that, that we, we, we gripe about prepared statements, and then when somebody actually reveals what they are, we wondered why in the world there wasn't a prepared <laughs> statement for him to read. Um, we like but, honesty uh, till they're honest. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And so, uh, um, but this is, um, you know, I mean, I don't know what to say. I, I've uh, uh, I've thought about this many times during the week, just like everybody else has, mm-hmm. and I never thought I'd see the day well, when I wanna, uh, something like this would happen. I want to hear what Pat Smith thinks as we bring him in this morning. Pat co-hosts Three Man Front on WJOX in Birmingham. Pat, thanks for joining us this morning. I know it's a lot Good to, morning. It's a lot to process, but kind of what has your thoughts been these last couple days as the information has continued to come out involving Brandon Miller? Well, I don't mean to sound insensitive about the situation because it goes without saying. It's just like what Chuck just said. I mean, this is a, it's a horrible situation. Your hearts go out to the family, just like you mentioned about Joseph Goodman's article. Glad that he pointed out the the family side of this. This is not about basketball. This is not about a possible Final Four team, best player in the SEC, so on and so forth. It is about the family first and foremost. But you asked me what my feelings are about this. Obviously, covering this from the moment that it happened on that uh, that terrible January early Sunday morning till up until today. You know, it's a situation where a lot of us were surprised that that Miller and also Jaden Bradley, who was there on the scene, of course, you don't hear Bradley's name mentioned a lot to two of the Bama players, did not at least have a, although the, you know, the legal side of it did not involve Miller and Bradley outside of just interviewing them as witnesses from the get-go, we were surprised that at least those guys did not take a step away from the team or the team, I don't know, maybe suspend them, whatever the case may be. We were surprised that that didn't happen at the beginning. But up until that hearing on Tuesday, we had always heard behind the scenes that everybody was was being interviewed from a, um, obviously you were there at the scene, what took place, things of that nature. But just like what Greg Burns said, until that hearing came out, a lot of us did not understand 
the text messages and the other things that went on with this. So needless to say, it's, it's a topic where in this state of Alabama, you have Alabama, you have Auburn. It doesn't matter what the situation is. You'll have the Alabama fans rally to the Alabama side. You'll have the Auburn fans obviously go after Alabama fans. So it's both cases in this state where it is a checks and balances a lot of times, but any time that one can poke at the other, they're going to take advantage of it, and that's kind of what we've seen this week. You've seen the, the, the forces rally the wagons behind Alabama in regards to Nate Oates and to Brandon Miller, did not break the law technically, ethically, or whatever else you want to say. So it's, it's, it's not a black-and-white issue, but as you guys know, anytime you have something like this, the fans are going to turn it into that, and that's why it was important that Joseph Goodman pointed out the familial side and what's really happening people's lives. Pat, the conversation here in Arkansas and just talking amongst friends and, and listeners and whatever that always comes back to how is Brandon Miller not an accomplice or part of it on the criminal charges side, seeing how he drove the weapon in a vehicle to the scene of the crime. Help us understand better why the prosecutors and, and or grand jury uh, have not moved forward with any kind of criminal charge with Brandon Miller. That's a great question, and the people that we talk to on jocks, and and we've talked to numerous attorneys and former district attorneys and things of that nature, so I want to point out, because obviously they're not talking at all in Tuscaloosa in regards to this case, but the people that we talk to, whether it's the defense attorneys, prosecuting attorneys, they all say the same thing that the Tuscaloosa DA said on Tuesday, that there was nothing that they could charge him with. Um, Again, they keep telling us it's very difficult to prove that there's enough evidence to establish that Miller had any specific intent, because that's what you have to prove in regards to participating in the act that ultimately led to the shooting. Those attorneys also point out to us that, you know, bad judgment or poor choices don't always add up to the commission of a crime. And so right now, all indications are that there is no way to prove that, that Brandon Miller had the intent of returning the gun. I mean, you heard, uh, what uh, on the podcast this week, uh, what Greg Burns said in regards to, you know, there was nothing in which Miller knew about the gun or he did not even hand the gun off. He didn't even know that it was in the backseat of the car when he arrived back to pick up Darius Miles. So there's a lot of gray area here, but most attorneys will tell you right now, just letter of the law, there is not enough to charge him with intent to distribute that weapon, which ultimately was used in a murder. Chuck, um, you know, you've been around a lot of programs, and I have too, and there's a tendency to live inside that bubble. You know, we all surround mm-hmm. ourselves with like-minded people, and, and I wonder if within that bubble at the University of Alabama, is there an understanding of how the outside world views them right now? No, no question about I mean, it, Do you Scott, really think there – I mean, I guess what I'm asking is, is there any shame? <laughs> I, I will tell you this. Um, when when Nate Oates did his press conference on Tuesday, there were many people around the state, and 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 these are like hardcore Alabama alums and, and people that support the program. Uh, they had serious reservations about what was going on at Alabama in regards to Greg Burns' handling of the situation, the athletics director. Uh, what the heck Nate Oates was out there saying? How could Alabama, as you guys mentioned, uh, it's ridiculous to even talk about. 
but people are like, why is he even mentioning this? Why, why does he not have a prepared statement, things of that nature? But just like any time with the situation, whether it's an NCAA situation here in Alabama back in the day, Chuck, you remember Auburn and Alabama was always in, in some kind of NCAA trouble. They rallied the troops. And they pretty much say, you know, we're, we're going to do what we do. Think back to when Cam Newton in 2010 at Auburn, you know, they were like to hell with everybody else in the conference. We're going to, we're going to play Cam Newton. We're going to, we're going to do what we do. Obviously, this is a much serious situation because you're talking about somebody's loss of life. But Alabama, they have been steadfast in regards to talking with not only the president of the university, dealing with the attorneys at the university. And, and they have been very strong-willed in regards to the fact that he did not commit a crime. It looks awful. It's terrible. But at the end of the day, they really don't have anything in regards to, to letting him walk away because they said that he has been upfront from the get-go in regards to this. Matter of fact, Miller has even provided things that the police haven't even asked for yet. Now, ultimately, probably the police would have been able to get it with a court order. But from dashboard camera to obviously handing over his cell phone, all the type things that has been used in this investigation, that's what Alabama has used to say, well, he has cooperated fully. He's a witness in a crime. He is not one that perpetuated the situation. Well, you know, when you when you are on the outside looking in um, and you hear all the debate about whether or not he should have been charged, the legalese, every lawyer says this. Um, they have to understand that the outside world looks at this as, well, if he hadn't taken the gun over there, she'd probably still be alive. I mean, forget all the legalese. Forget whether he's going to be charged. I mean, if you want to hide behind the cloak of legalese, I, I guess they can, but the outside world looks at this with just a common-sense perspective. It's like, if he doesn't take the gun over there, she doesn't get shot. That uh, I, I can't argue with Chuck. Can't argue with you at all. The the other side of that, they will tell you that first off, he didn't realize that the gun was left in the back seat of the car, and so with the text messages where where Darius Miles is sending to Miller saying, "Hey, I need to be picked back up," his attorneys, Brandon Miller's attorneys, is saying that yes, those text messages came in, but he did not see that last part about "I need the gun." Earlier in the night, the text messages were, "Hey, I need to be picked up." And so, once again, they cannot prove intent. So, Chuck, I'm with you 100%. I mean, this is as bad as it could look, period. And some of the handling of this and, and why things are happening the way they are, I don't, have a, I don't have an answer for that. I mean, that, that's what we debate every single day on our radio station, exactly what happened, how it happened, and moving forward, who is ultimately going to, to pay the price outside those gentlemen that's in jail right now that's potentially going to go down for murder. My understanding of Alabama law, which is, as you would imagine, extremely limited, is that the key word in all this is intent, that you have to prove intent if you're going to prosecute in this case. No question. And and that's what every attorney that we have talked to, and and it's very difficult to to prove intent. Matter of fact, there, there was an attorney that we were talking to uh, off the air and he just, he, you know, he gave us numerous examples of situations and where it's just very difficult to say, okay, well, well he intended to bring this and to participate in the event. And at the end of the day, that's where I think Brandon Miller's attorneys, I think that's where Brandon Miller 
and that's where Alabama is siding with Miller right now because there has been absolutely no evidence in regards to Miller knowing that he was driving the car back for the intent for him to get the gun or his friend to get the gun and to use it on the female. So for those that want to say, and you may have just answered it right there, that even though it may not be illegal, it can still be wrong. Um, sure. The stance that Alabama's taken in supporting Brandon Miller, I, I, surely they can understand, kind of like Chuck was pointing to, why the outside world would view this uh, as an unbelievable decision of, of following and, and supporting this player. Even though it might not be illegal by law, it could still be wrong in, in many other ways, Pat. No, there's no question about it, guys. Uh, 100% agree with you. Uh, and when, when you look at the situation from the get-go, uh, many of us kind of scratched our heads because I don't know if you guys remember, but the very first week that this took place, uh, Nate Oates made a statement about reaching out to Ray Lewis in regards to getting his advice on some situations. That was before they went to Vanderbilt and played the first game after this terrible tragedy took place. And a lot of us kind of scratched our head going, well, why in the world are you calling Ray Lewis? And there's a lot of other people in the world that would be calling for advice, but we kind of understood because everything that happened with Ray Lewis and the way he handled things, we kind of understood that. But then when Nate Oates comes out and says what he did, wrong spot at the wrong time, we all just said, well, we shouldn't be surprised by that statement because I mean, if you're calling Ray Lewis to get advice on how to handle a situation as terrible as this is, my goodness, I mean, what are you saying here? And then obviously he walked those comments back um, a few hours later and then said what he did after the game against South Carolina. But listen, guys, it, it, we are all kind of struggling with this because there is the loss of life. Then you also have the situation where you, you have people rallying behind one cause or another because, as we all know, there, people are going to make you know, whatever judgments they are based on their allegiances and whether it's right or wrong, unfortunately, that's the kind of society we live in now. Pat, I know you've been busy this week, so I really appreciate you making some time for us this morning. Again, Pat Smith, WJOX, co-host of Three Man Front. Pat, enjoy your weekend, man. I know you'll probably have another uh, show today filled with questions, and we appreciate you making some time for us this hey, morning. Hey, guys, always talk to you guys. Uh, hopefully next time we visit, it'll, it'll be about some happier times than either basketball, baseball, or even football down the road. That sounds good, man. See you, Pat. Well, there's a good conversation right there. Um, I, I, I think I think people are still conflicted in Alabama, even though they want to support their team and they want to go to the Final Four. I I I, I could hear still still hear Pat saying, "Hey, we're they're conflicted about this, Chuck." Well, you can support someone and still not, uh, you know, still punish him. You know, I mean, parents support their children every day, and they punish them. And, you know, you may work for somebody, and you may have personal issues that affect your professional life, and your company still supports you, but for right now, you're not going to be able to, you know, continue to do what you're doing. And so, you know, there, there, there are different ways to support people, and uh, obviously they've, they've chosen the path that they've chosen. Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dine-in and carry-out. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! 
Scott Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Arkansas baseball back in Baumwalker Stadium this weekend against Eastern Illinois. 2 p.m. will be the first pitch today, not only here on ESPN Arkansas and HitThatLine.com, most of these stations, but also the SEC Network. Plus, you got the game tomorrow at 12 and then Sunday at 1. Tommy, we still got some more tickets to give away this morning. Yeah, we'll do that here at the uh, end of the Fence Man Friday picks. We'll... Uh We'll give our listeners a chance to uh, pick a game this weekend and go. Mm-hmm. So. Chuck, I know you won't get a chance to go to the game this weekend because you guys will leave it for Tuscaloosa at some point today. But uh, I'm guessing next weekend with Kentucky being in town, that you'll get a chance to go next weekend. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so. Hope I have a chance to watch them. I'm, I'm anxious to get to the ballpark. Arkansas against Alabama tomorrow is at 1 o'clock. As I mentioned last segment, Coach DQ and I have post game. Chuck. And Z have the courtside show beginning at 1230. You've also got the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast at 12 o'clock. So make sure you stay tuned for that tomorrow. Guys, I can't, I mentioned this a couple times already. I can't remember the last time I've been this excited about an Arkansas Alabama basketball game. And it's been fun the last couple years, but this is reaching pretty premier heights based on everything that's gone on this week. Well, you know, oh, it's going to be a huge game. Yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, it's a big game. I mean, Alabama's fighting to win the league and trying to protect a number one seed in the NCAA tournament, and Arkansas is trying to, you know, solidify their footing in terms of the postseason, and it's an opportunity to play a great team. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a big game. Yeah, I mean, it's just not often you play Alabama until recent years that you go down there in their top five team, number two in the country, and everything Chuck said about their place in this conference, this one's going to be different because of everything else. But uh, it's not often you go down there and you feel like, hey, Alabama's one of the best teams in the country in basketball. Yep, a little different. Last thing, Arkansas softball, Hannah Gamble hits a walk-off RBI single yesterday. They beat Arizona in game one and then fall in game two of the Razorback Invitational. That is going to do it for your Razorback update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888 sparky so did I get any points last week on our Fence Man Friday picks, or was I not awarded anything? Did I get any points when I was gone the week before? I don't think so. No, thank okay. There's your answer, That judge. answers my question. Yeah, Sean, your answer, Judge. Sean, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Okay. 
How about you? I'm great, man. I'm excited about this week. Awesome. We got Arkansas baseball, Arkansas basketball, and of course, we've got our Fence Man Friday picks this morning. Fence Man Friday picks. Call the Fence Man for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fence Man. We ain't afraid of no work. Let's start in Nashville as the Vanderbilt Commodores, one of the surprise teams of the Southeastern Conference. They're hosting Florida. Now, Chuck, I know you're a big Liam Robbins guy. Do the Commodores cover tomorrow's four-point favorites against the Gators? Yeah, I'll go with Vanderbilt. I'll you? go with Vanderbilt. They're coming off a loss. I, I could I could see Vanderbilt playing a good game tomorrow. What do we think, Tommy? Yeah, game's in Nashville. They're the hottest team in the league right now, maybe outside of A&M. So I'll take Vandy and give those points. I'll take the doors as well. You want to be on an island, Sean, or are you want to take Vandy? Where, where are we at in the points lead? Where are we going? Uh, Tommy's <laughs> number one. I'm uh, way behind. Oh, no. No. Say that part Chuck, again. I didn't hear you. Tommy's Ty. number one. He's got <laughs> 50 points. I've got 49. Chuck's in dead last. And, Sean, you're somewhere in the middle of all that. So we're Somewhere uh, in the middle. Yeah. We're, uh, have a chance we got work to do, up. Sean. Yeah. We got work to do. How far behind line. are we? You got 44, Sean. So you're not too far behind. That's a, that's a, a week. Six point? Yeah, six jump. point deficit. That's uh, a week, man. You can get yeah. back into it. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to try to. I'm going for points now. Okay. boy. Uh, I got to go for the juggler. I'm like going for it. the win. Gators. Auburn at Kentucky, Tommy. The Wildcats at home, six-point favorites against the Auburn Tigers. Auburn's been spiraling lately, and Kentucky's been on the uptrend. But these Saturday games, Chuck said, usually you're at home and you play better. This game is in Lexington. I got a feeling Auburn's going to make a stand. I don't think Auburn wins the game, but six is too many. Give me Auburn in the points. Kentucky got a big win in Gainesville on Tuesday night, I think. I think they get another one. I'm taking uh, Kentucky in this one. What do we think, Chuck? I'm going to go Kentucky. I mean, I, I I hear what Tommy's saying, but I'm going to go Kentucky. All right. I, so, Kentucky's got to win by over six points, right? Yes, they got to win by seven or more. Seven or more for us to get my point. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they got it. I'm going Kentucky. Okay. Yep. Go right. Wildcats. I'm, I'm coming for you. Let's go to Starkville where the Bulldogs are hosting Texas A&M, Tommy. Mississippi State is a three-point home underdog in this one. Do they get it done? I'll take the Aggies. Take the Aggies. Chuck, going to Aggies is the visiting team or the dogs? Mississippi State will be fighting for their lives tomorrow. They've dropped to 6-9 and nine in the league. This is a must game for Mississippi State if they're going to make the tournament. I'm going with the Bulldogs and an upset. I think Christians and company pull it off. I'll also take Mississippi State. Here come Aggies. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. All right, Tommy, Alabama is an eight-point favorite at home against Arkansas tomorrow. Do they cover that spread? As the podcast says, give me the hogs, Chuck. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Sean? Give me the hogs. Eight's too many. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Chuck, you've got Missouri at Georgia. Bulldogs are five-point home underdogs against the visiting Tigers. I'll take Georgia in the points. They, uh, that's a team that I think has a chance to win. Mike Wyatt and company have been better than I think a lot of people thought they were going to be this year, as is Vanderbilt. A couple teams kind of in that mold. Georgia's been good at home, and they've struggled on the road. They're at home tomorrow, so I like Georgia in the points. Which game of the SEC are you most interested in outside of Arkansas? For me, it's Auburn and Kentucky. Yep. What is the game that you guys would be most invested in outside the Razorbacks and the Crimson Tide? Same. 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 Yep. 
Chuck, I know you're scheduled. I mean, keeping an eye on A&M is, mm-hmm. but I think that's more evenly matched with Auburn and Kentucky. I know your schedule is pretty tight on Saturday. Is there a game that you want to see the score immediately after that you're curious about? Well, right now I'm looking at the teams Arkansas is even with. You know, Arkansas is even with Vanderbilt and Missouri right now. LSU really helped the Razorbacks when they beat Vanderbilt mm-hmm. in Baton Rouge. So I'm focused on that. Um, you know, Tennessee's got six losses right now. Um, you know, Kentucky's playing really well. They've got five. So I'm focused on the teams that Arkansas is trying to move ahead of. That's a very logical approach. Probably one well, we should have you know, had I'm first. a logical guy. Yeah, you are. <laughs> At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. So I know we all three watched the Alabama and South Carolina game on Wednesday night. What were your takeaways from not just how Brandon Miller played, but how that team played with everything going on this week? Well, I thought they were shell-shocked. I mean, I thought there was, uh, you know, that's not a game that I think anyone expected to be as close, or at least in normal circumstances, you wouldn't expect it to be as close as it was, Um, you know. I forget how many points Alabama scored in that game, but Miller had 41 of them, and um, he was, you know, he was basically the guy that they went to every time down the floor. And I don't know that it'll be that way tomorrow. I mean, you know, it was Sears that really killed the Razorbacks in Fayetteville. He had 26, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, I'm sure Devo's going to do a good job on Brandon Miller, and he's not going to be able to do it by himself. He's going to have to have some help at times, but. Um, you know, they've got five good ones on the floor at every point in the game. And um, Alabama's a really good team. Hard to say you admire Brandon Miller right now, but you've got to respect the way that with the whole world seemingly against you and everything caving in on you from a personal standpoint, you go out and you have a career high. Um, I don't know how to balance that in my own head because it feels wrong, but there's got to be some respect for the fact that you can put everything else aside and go out and do that. I don't know how you do that. Um, well, you don't have a conscience. That's how you do it. <laughs> Maybe that's the answer, yeah. No, Jimmy That's Cricket. how you do it. You don't care. You just go play. Well, uh, hard. I, uh, I don't have anything to add to that, really. Let's talk to Robert, who's in Fayetteville this morning. Robert, good morning. Hey, guys. Um, and I don't know if this what you think about what I've got to say or whether it's important or not, but... You know, this just goes to show that if Alabama had done the right thing to begin with, we wouldn't be here right now. If they would have suspended everybody that was involved until proven innocent, 
or no charges filed or whatever the legal system would have done and then let them start playing, I don't think we'd be here. But the fact that they ignored the fact that he was involved in a murder, whether whether knowingly or unknowingly he was involved, bottom line, he's involved in a murder, period. If you suspend him to begin with, then you don't have to come back and answer for it later. Does that make sense? Well, I think you're what you're saying, and, and I really hadn't thought about it from that perspective, if you do suspend him early, you know, maybe, you know, when they determine they're not going to charge him, he's cleared and, um, you know, the narrative's a little bit different. But, you know, here's the bottom line. I mean, <laughs> a young woman was murdered. I mean. Absolutely. You know, a absolutely. young woman was You're, murdered. Yep, yep, absolutely. You're absolutely right. I'm just saying that, that there's better ways of handling this. They botched this from the beginning is my point. It just proves that Alabama is willing to do whatever it takes to win a game. doesn't matter. And they're a win at all cost school. They did. They botched this from the beginning. Not even. Not now. They botched it. They botched it months ago when this went down to begin with. Well, I, that's all I got. I just. I'm, well, I'm infuriated. If, if I know that if this were Arkansas, I've known people who lost their jobs at the university for stuff way less than this. Way less than this. And it came from higher up. It not didn't necessarily come from inside the program. It came from the chancellor and, and all that kind of stuff. So the whole university is to blame for this, is what I'm saying. The whole University of Alabama is should be under scrutiny over this. They all- well, the defining moment in all this was Oates' initial press conference, and that's what nobody can get past because sometimes people reveal themselves to you, and sometimes when they show you your true colors, as we had a caller one day say, you need to believe them. And I think that that's the point in all this that they'll never return from and um i hope it works out for nate oats at alabama because um you know all these jobs that were about to come his way um all these offers kentucky all this other stuff um that's not going to happen now yeah. and, it in, feel- and, in, and in the i'm sorry in the midst of all this he gets a an extension and a raise and mm-hmm. i think that makes it look even worse well the only people he's got to convince that he's worthy of a raise are the people that approve the raise and evidently, that's what he's done. Does it feel that Alabama is pushing the narrative that Brandon Miller is a victim in all this? Have well, you guys no felt? Have you guys felt that that not only is Jamia Harris her family victims, of course, but now Brandon Miller is being forecasted as that as well? Oh, I think there's a tendency, you know, sometimes in the Pat when we had him on a little bit earlier, I th- I think made the point that. Because this is a sports story, we are going to gravitate towards, you know, the opinions that we form by being fans. You know, that's what we're going to gravitate towards. And so my point in all that is, is the Alabama people are going to, you know, they're going to circle the wagons on this. They're going to circle the wagons on it. And um, it's a, um, it's just mind boggling to me. And I've realized this week that maybe the world's passed me by because, um, you know, this is just uh, just from a personal standpoint to me. It it just it it's unbelievable, and you know, I guess this is where we are now. That's 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 been a tough realization for me this week. I'm not going to lie to you. This is the definition of sports washing, isn't it, Chuck? Well, it, you know, sports washing traditionally has been done by nations. Like you know, live golf comes to mind. Um, sports washing has been part of the landscape 
for a long, long time. And I know what Alabama's strategy is on this, and it may work. You know, nobody's talking about this except people within the media. You know, nobody's talking about it. Um, the commissioner, the conference, the university as a whole, uh, you know, everybody's retreating to their office and shutting the doors. And um, the only people that are talking about it are the media people. And I'm sure their hope is that in a week or two, people are going to say, okay, enough with the righteous indignation. All right, let's stop it. Your hands aren't clean either. Um, let's move on. Um, I'm sure that's their hope, and it may work. I mean, it might work. And so, um, you know, I mean, let's be honest. The first thing you heard when Brandon Miller scored 41 points was how mentally tough he is. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you trying to make this guy out to be a gladiator? I mean, are you kidding me? Um, it's a basketball game. So, you know, it's, it's uh, um, just because he scored 41 points doesn't, doesn't mean he's a better guy. Um, and, and so, or bring you know, I, I just, back. you know, right. And, and I just think that they've, uh, um, I don't think they understand again and, you know, we live in our bubbles, but I just don't think they understand, um, the long-term ramifications of this. On that note, I think, I guess my next question would be, is the only way to beat him to beat him on the court is the only one to bring vindication and there it's never going to be because a murder occurred, obviously, but is that, is that a way to fulfill this to certain people? Is them to get upset in the tournament or lose well, in the SEC fan. tournament or lose tomorrow in Tuscaloosa? Does that give us some sort of vindication in all this? I don't think it gives any vindication at all, but I think as fans, it's something that you want to see. I mean, I have no doubt that the people that watch Arkansas and Alabama play tomorrow across America, they're going to be pulling for Arkansas. I have no doubt about that. They're, Arkansas is going to be America's team tomorrow when they take on Alabama. And um, now whether or not that's going to have anything to do with anything, I don't know. Um, but, you know, this is not um, – we've, you know, we've turned it into a sports story, but it's really not. Yeah, I want to read this. I've done this once an hour. I want to read this one more time. This is from Kelvin Hurd via AL.com, Jamia Harris's stepfather. This season is stained in Jamia's blood. After what this coach said for us as a family, this season is stained in the blood of Jamia Harris, and it's never, ever washing out. I mean, I, of any point, I of think that, he's right. I think he's right, and I don't. I, that's why I say I don't know that they really understand that. Um, you know, they could run the table. They could win every game the rest of the way. They could they could win the whole thing, celebrate, stand there beneath the confetti, talk about how everybody doubted them like everybody always does. But in the minds of decent people, it's always going to be soiled. And um, um, that's just the reality of the situation. And uh, like I said, tomorrow I'll be interested to see, and I suspect that it'll be business as usual in a lot of ways, but does the crowd show up in big numbers at Coleman Coliseum? Oh, yeah. Do they do they do they loudly support and cheer for Nate Oates and Brandon Miller, or is there is there a difference in the way the fans support those two, particularly Brandon Miller and this team? Um, that will go a long ways in, I think, shaping what we all think of Alabama and their fan base. I think we I think we know the answer, but I think we got to see it firsthand ourselves. Oh, I know what's going to happen. I mean, they're going to get the two loudest ovations of the day. Pat struck on something a little bit earlier that we don't fully understand here, um, and that is the animus between Auburn and Alabama. 
and how that affects every conversation, every single conversation that goes on between sports fans in that state. Um, Auburn and Alabama and the rivalry there and the disparaging remarks about the other. Doesn't take very long for that to come into the conversation. And I'm sure within the borders of that state, you know, we talk about how the outside world has viewed this. I'm sure within the borders of that state, it's been a free-for-all this week between Alabama and Auburn people. I'm sure it has been. And um, so I think that will lead to and has led to the way that Alabama people view this is, is, you know, the fight within their own borders, the fight that we don't see, just like they don't see how the rest of the world views all this. Um, I think that'll contribute to it as well. But I, I, don't, I don't have any doubt they'll, they'll cheer for Brandon Miller and they'll cheer for Nate Oates, and they're all in. They're all in, and they've circled the wagons, and for better or worse, this is how it's going to be. If you got a take on this, jump in 877 377 6963. It's Fast Break Friday. Chuck Barrett, Ty Richardson, Tommy Kraft with you this morning here on the Morning Rush. We're going to still give away some tickets for this Eastern Illinois series this week. And as we kind of switch into baseball, uh, what do you guys want to see out of what we've seen four games in? What do y'all want to see that you haven't seen to this point? I, I, mine is. Caleb Cowley to get his bat start going a little bit based on his reputation. That's a that's an area that I want to see. Well, I focus on the defensive side of it. You know, that's 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 what you hope for early on is that you can play crisp baseball. Uh you that you can turn double plays, uh, that you don't have to just settle for an out at second. Um, you know, the angles you take on fly balls in the outfield. I think those are the things early on that um, you know, I want a team that can make plays. You know, as a fan, I like a team that can make plays in the field, and that's um, that's that that'll be one of the things that I focus on. Hey, we've got some tickets. You know, let's more, talk about yeah. something happy more for a tickets? minute. Yeah, let's let's talk about something happy for a minute. One thing I know about my friends at Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, they they know their game, but man, they love the Razorbacks and they love Razorback baseball. And they've got four tickets that they want to give away. And uh, let's just take the fourth caller since it's four tickets. These are aisle seats in the outfield. And I'm talking about the chair backs in the outfield. Uh, they're aisle seats, and uh, fourth caller will give those to you. They'll give those to you. It's their tickets. Um, it's part of being part of the community, and that's what they are, Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Now, I will tell you this. If the time comes when you need to sell your house or buy your house, there's no better partner out there. Because when you do partner up with a Griffin Company agent, you're going to find someone that's the best trained in the business. They're going to know it inside out. It's not a side gig. This is what they do every day. Uh, That allows them to negotiate better. I mean, you know, when you know the game, you can negotiate at your best, and that's what they do. They get you from contract to close. They'll either get you in or get you out. It's kind of how it works in that game sometimes. But uh, they are professionals. And uh, they are Razorback fans, too. And they do have those tickets to give away to the fourth Uh caller. Now, they've got an office in Fayetteville, Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, Missouri. And you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. And we do have a winner. I'm trying to read. I'm trying to read up. I think it's Rob Hurst in New Blaine. All right. Yeah, Rob's a friend. Good listener. So, congratulations, Rob. We got more. Hang on, we'll give some more tickets away how many, before. How many do we have left? Uh, we got a bunch. We got a bunch. We got enough for 
Chuck, we got enough for Ty and all his hot tub buddies to go this weekend. That's how many tickets we got to give away. And their dates. And their dates in addition <laughs> yeah. to that. Oh, I, you know what? I'm going to regret saying that. Uh, just oh, a, a, a boys weekend where girls were involved at some points in that trip. Mm-hmm. And I bring up one segment mm-hmm. of the trip, male bonding. And, of course, it gets taken completely out of context like everything does. I think we just quoted your own words. On so. this station. Ty, it's, let me tell you something. I've had a lot of guy friends over the course of my life. And we've had very ways of male bonding climbing into a hot tub together with seven of our friends without any girls has not been part of that male bonding ritual according no, I'm just to the, tell you that listen now, we played an emergency nine sometimes we've had an extra that's you know, right where, hey you could buy back into the poker game for another that's 40 exactly we've, right um you know we've bought I'm not one more tell round. your wife all yeah, kinds all, of stuff like I'm that but, but never wife. ever ever there's eight guys in a hot tub involved. There's a hot tub of the Airbnb. We were going to take advantage of it. Uh, that's where I'm sticking to on that. Okay, well, that's a good story, but I, I'd have kept it to I'd myself. I'd have made up a different story. I'd have yeah, just lied. I don't think I'd have told that one. Well, the Airbnb rules said that only the people that were renting that weekend could be there. One person oh, well, broke well, that rule. That's well, the only reason. The that's well, the only hide reason. Behind the rules. Well. We didn't have a party, and there weren't numerous hot girls that stopped well, by our mm, St. Louis Airbnb. That's well, the only reason. but you follow the rules. Yeah. That's what's important. I'm a stickler to them, man. I can't help it. I'm, I'm a, uh, I've, yeah. I draw within the lines. I color within the lines mm-hmm. to my own detriment at times. All right. Who's the, who did we end up? Who ended That'd up? That'd be Rob, Rob Hurst. Yeah. yeah. Rob Hurst. Hey, we've thrown Fine. him for a loop now. My brain's. Tact, tactfully changed this up. My brain. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is what's called a hey, show pivot. Right? Right. We're going to pivot he, into something. I don't real know what to pivot to. It, it was real subtle. Too, I don't know what to pivot to. Well, my Christian, my... play him some music or something. Let him pivot into Maybe something else. Bubba, Prairie Girl, yeah. please save me. Bubba. I, I think B.E.'s right. You wish you had a hot tub time machine right now to go yeah. back and never have said that before. That's a great movie. That's a great movie, B.E. What's up, Bubba? Guys, I was listening to all your takes on all the the, the Brandon Miller uh, stuff going on and everything. Guys, let's not forget this generation that is going to cheer for Brandon Miller and uh, laud his exploits on the court. It's the same generation that cheered and showed out for Kobe Bryant when he was playing professional basketball at, and standing trial for rape at the same time. And let's also remember... That the, the story, while tragic, is not fully written on Brandon Miller. It's possible that Brandon Miller could go on to a massive professional career, uh, get his life straightened out, learn from all of these incidences, and go on and be father of the year, player of the year, man of the year. Uh, when In Kobe Bryant's untimely death, a whole lot more people were talking about what kind of overall man he was, what kind of competitor he was, and how he came out better on the other side of all those trials than the actual uh, misdeeds and misgivings themselves. So, that, there's nothing new under the sun. Uh, this we, We've seen this once before on a pro level. We'll, we will see it again as society continues to degenerate. And uh, let's continue to pray for the family uh, as, as they experience a loss. And uh, let's, it, it, I think, doesn't Phil Elson tell us all the time, life is just, it, it, you know, always remember it's just a game. Um, more important things in basketball and uh Lives, lives are a story that are being written every single day, page by page. Let's hope the Brandon Miller story gets a whole lot better. I'm out. Thank you, Bubba. And well, uh, uh, look, this is not about Kobe Bryant. I, I you know, I'm not going to bring Kobe Bryant into this. That doesn't have anything to do with this. And 
um, it's not just one single generation that has uh, misplaced their priorities when it comes to sports. There's not a single generation that's cornered the market on that. Mine, yours, ties, those that, those that are to come, those that came before us. Uh, we've all misplaced our priorities, if we're honest, when it comes to sports. So I'm, I'm not going to go so far as to say that it's that generation or, you know, um, I do agree that our standards have been lowered. I do agree with that. We have lowered our standards. We've allowed our standards to be lowered. And um, I do agree with that part. And I, I just blame that on the onslaught of me. We're desensitized to everything because we see so much anymore, whether it's on our phone, on our TVs. I mean, we just, you know, nothing shocks us very much anymore. No. When's the last time you've just been shocked and awed and surprised by some news of the day? This week. This week for me. I mean, it really is. This is the, uh, this is, uh, um, I didn't think I'd ever see this and I'm not naive. I've been around this for 30 years. I've seen a lot of stuff and, uh, but I didn't think I'd see this. I just think we're, we're all desensitized anymore. No, you're right about that. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.